Hello. Hi. You are tuned into Synchronicity Podcast. Welcome back. We are here to serve, guide, and navigate these crazy waters that we call life together here at Synchronicity. Uh, we are Nicole and Megan. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. We're so wild. We always talk about what's new in the world, kind of what we're curious about, what we're fearful of, like collecting information and hearing just the world around us and kind of what's going on. So we're in it with you. We talk about a lot of different things. Um, if you are an OG, welcome back. If you are a new person and you haven't listened to us before, make sure that you subscribe so that you get notifications when we decide to uh, upload a new podcast because we're both Geminis, so it's never regular. So if you subscribe, then you'll know when we drop them. We're getting better. <laughs> yeah, but thanks. welcome and thanks for being here. Hi, and welcome back to Synchronicity Podcast Season 2. We're so excited to be here. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm Megan. And our guest today is, oh man, what a treat. Um, She is going to introduce herself, but we have already been talking for quite some time prior to hitting record. And um, yeah, so buckle up. And now without further ado, here she is. Hello, my name is Tracy T, and I am the founder and steward of Moms on Mushrooms, which is a uh, online platform and digital community with the mission to bring mothers uh, together around the sacred use of plant medicines, specifically psilocybin and specifically microdosing to start. And I'm so happy to be here. We're so excited to have Tracy on because, wow, um, talk about alignment. We were talking earlier. She works specifically with moms yeah. um, and we sometimes have to turn moms away because they want to look for just a mom community in our own groups. And um, so we've actually, I was telling her, I've been referring people to her like, hey, go, go see Tracy. I haven't had a conversation with her yet, but I, what she's doing is all about moms and we love that. And, um, you know, there needs to be support for moms because so many yeah. moms don't have the support system that they need. And I think that that is a huge part of this movement of rising of the divine feminine is moms un- coming together, women coming together and becoming, um, a, a community again, instead of being broken apart and thinking that they can do it all. And we were actually talking a little bit before this, and there was a huge question and she didn't answer it for, for us. And I'm an Aries and very impatient and I want to know her response. (laughs) Um, but women that are pregnant using psilocybin, there is no studies done. And I know in my own field and in my own body that I would do it pregnant, right or wrong, or in between it, there's no negative feelings that I have. And I'm very in touch with my body. So I trend to trust that more than I trust the internet or somebody in a white lab coat that claims to know things. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I know indigenous tribes use ayahuasca and different Mm -hmm. methods when Mm -hmm. pregnant. So, and being somebody that works with moms, we asked her the question, you know, what are her feelings and thoughts on this? And then she was like, but she has just on the podcast. So I love that, (laughs) um, this is a subject that, um, you know, more about it than we do. And I, we, we both want to hear, and I think our listeners will too, you know, thoughts, feelings, 
all of the things. So Tracy, please. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, first of all, thank you for bringing moms into the conversation of psychedelics. I think a lot of, um, yes, moms need community. Yes. Moms are broken, but also yes, moms are the bridge to bringing this medicine into, into our culture, like in a meaningful way, we have the opportunity to fix both sides. We have the opportunity to bridge the past and the future, right? Like we have the opportunity, uh, if moms work with this medicine and heal and come back to a place of wholeness and happiness and sovereignty, we heal finally the generations, these lineages we talk about, this patriarchy we speak of, we unlearn and we release all of that and we come into our own in this divine feminine rising space. And then we raise children with the respect and knowledge around this medicine, we raise them in an expanded way, um, not to fear something that can broaden their horizons and not to abuse it. Mm. And my prayer is that we also in that we bring holiness back into our lives in a meaningful way that isn't based around dogma or a system, but true holiness connection to the divine and mothers stand right in the middle of that. Um, so thank you for bringing the conversation in and, and in terms of, uh, microdosing while pregnant, you're right. I, there isn't a lot of research and I actually don't know more than you because there's nothing to read. <laughs> there's nothing to like, you know, and it's, it, this is the, the common, the most, some of the most common questions I get are, you know, microdosing when pregnant, mm-hmm. microdosing when breastfeeding, yeah. and how can this help? perimenopause and menopause. Mm -hmm. And why would anyone do any research about that? You know, God forbid we take a hot second to just devote to the myriad of women's health issues that, you know, we, we can intuitively feel that psychedelics might play a positive role in and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not there. So my answer to microdosing when pregnant, uh, when I'm at conferences or have any opportunity to speak to a doctor, there are scientists that works in the space. I corner them and I ask that exact question. My God, and I then I'm this. like, why don't you do any research? You know, and they're like, go find the funding. I'm like, that's, mm. that's, it's on me. It's on me to do it. Okay. All right. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, you're like, watch me, <laughs> watch me. I'm an Aries. Write a and check I'm right now. Do it. Watch me. <laughs> yeah. Can you put it on a credit card here? Right. <laughs> um, uh, Business line of credit. <laughs> yeah. Cause my Amex. Um, I, uh, what I've been told anecdotally, and this also applies to breastfeeding to probably more to breastfeeding, um, because in utero, there are some nuances that might be concerning to people, um, is that if we are prescribing SSRIs and other serotonin related pharmaceutical drugs, if we're prescribing that while women are pregnant and or breastfeeding, then we can apply the same logic to the use of psychedelics, that it will not cross the blood barrier into the baby. And that makes sense to me, like yes. logically, you know, yeah. spiritually. And then yes, the the larger conversation is, okay, if we don't have the science then let's look to history and to your point, we know that indigenous cultures, we know that the original peoples have used psychedelics in a myriad of ways for women and women's health and women's mental health. Um, we know that there's a long tradition of giving birth while on a big dose, which yeah. had I known, oh my gosh, you <laughs> oh, know, I'm doing it. Um, we know that children, you know, as young as 11, yes. 12, 13, you know, that is go on vision quest and, and yep. have exposure to it, but it's, it's done in such a sacred, intentional, 
remarkably um, protected way that the benefits are, you know, positive. And I, I also don't want to just like put um, original cultures on this like perfect pedestal, like everything that has been done in the past worked out great because I don't believe that to be true because we're humans. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we know that these are, we know that this is used and used for women in a lot of ways. And again, I ask you this shit, you know, I was just watching Ricky Lake talk again about, you know, the business of being born, like the shit you are pumped with mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. you're in a hospital giving birth. And I can speak mm -hmm. to that because I hadn't, you know, I had the doula lined up. Mm -hmm. I had all the things, but I ended up getting preeclampsia. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to have an emergency C-section three weeks early. And I, and then my preeclampsia was so bad that I was put on beta blockers and I was like, how is this, how is this possibly good for my baby? You're every time a nurse came in, they were giving me more pills or giving me a shot of something. Mm -hmm. There was no questions. There was no consideration. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, just, you know, and, and then we're, you know, frustrated that my milk wasn't coming in. So how can all that be okay? But psilocybin can't. And I don't know the answer. I just want to be curious about it. I think we should apply logic to both and just stay curious, but also well, not just demonize it to the fact, to the point where it's got this like death sentence on it, because we know that that's not true. Well, and there's no side effects. The thing is, is like there's side effects to SSRI blockers. We don't even know what the hell it does. I mean, in all of the endocrine blockers and all the microplastics and all of the shit that is in our systems. With. Well, don't even get me started on birth control. But it's the thing is, is there there's no side effects. And I, I, you know, we're working with a mom right now. And I said, I think the worst thing that could happen is that your baby comes out levitating. I Which, mean, and you have to deal with that. You have to deal with that. And she was, you're, she's the like, worst laughing thing is your and... baby comes out smarter than you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, more awake like, with like massive emotional yes. intelligence. You know, That was like... my only when, cause I really believe in coming back to empowering the woman to feel into your body because you know, and yeah. you know, there, there's been so many times in my life where I have known better and I have listened to outside mm. sources and it has not served me because there's this whole thought that seeking outside of self, because we've been taught that with religion and everything else, we forget that we are of ancient, we are matter. Matter cannot be created or destroyed. We have so much wisdom in our bodies, in our DNA, in everything that we yeah. are. Remember that and come back to that remembering that's so much of what we do. And, um, you know, again, not that I'm know much of anything, but I will do this pregnant because I also feel that it will connect me to my baby more. Well, that's thank you. Cause my I, you know, feeling for me, towards this. Yeah. And for me, you know, if, if you're, if you're waffling about something and you can't rely on the logical scientific answer or the, mm -hmm. and you're unclear about the spiritual emotional answer, you've got to go back to the why, you know, yes. the why is everything. So, okay. You know, can you microdose while you're pregnant? Yes. No, we don't know. Unclear. So fine. You listen to your body, but why do you want to microdose? Do you need to mm -hmm. microdose? You know, maybe mm -hmm. when you're pregnant, you're just, if you're conscious and you're, and you're actually intentional, even with your pregnancy, which we all know, isn't always the way, um, then maybe you don't need to take anything for nine months because you're high on estrogen, you know, and like, 
And, and that is, that's okay too. And I, I actually think, and I'm seeing this because I see this, I'm 46. So I'm already talking about like kids these days, which is hilarious, but I'm seeing this generation of, of women specifically coming up and being, doing ayahuasca journeys, um, microdosing, doing the work, like going deep into the, why of they, why do they even want to be pregnant and getting so clear about why they want a baby to come Earthside, and so clear about like the mother that they want to be in a way that I didn't even know was possible, I've that just, that might be mm-hmm. enough. And then start at postpartum. And I mean, that's really for me. I believe if we can if we can do anything for women's health, my prayer would be to to focus on the postpartum yeah. aspect with psilocybin I because I I'm becoming just working with moms, so many moms on a daily basis. I'm seeing postpartum doesn't end in six weeks. Like we're told by our doctor, it goes for years. Mm -hmm. It might go for a lifetime if you're not healed by your birth and a birth is traumatic in the best of circumstances. It rocks you to your core. And if, and then, and we don't have the, we don't have the systems in place to hold a mother in that space, in that massive transformation and we live in a society that demands that she bounce back in such a quick way with no tribe, with no support, um, that I think microdosing could be so powerful in the postpartum space. And so, yeah. Well, I think it's really important to circle back around of intention. Mm-hmm. You specifically said in tribes with vision quests, with anything of initiation, of anything in regards to plant medicine, they all have intention around them. And it's so important because like our program, and I'm sure you can speak to this, we always set intention, whether it's a micro intention, a macro intention, or it's just that present moment of why are you here? Because our society does not teach intention. And when you are intentionally uh, intentional about anything, in the best way you will, it it will be positive. The outcome is usually always positive when you're in a positive framing of intention. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Well, we, and I I've seen these mushrooms have, there's so much more consciousness than we realize. And, you know, I was microdosing and macro, you know, doing all of these things. And I was like, okay, well maybe it's just all in my head. And these things are so powerful that uh, we actually took our dog off pain medicine and we give it psilocybin because she's 14 and she's she's going to pass soon. It has taken all of her pain away. Yes, okay. all of there pain. is. I put the we put right, the intention in it. Shrooms. I'm doing it. We put it. the intention in it of please take her out of pain. It has changed her life. She basically came back from the dead. We had her on gabapentin. And she wasn't moving much and she wasn't, and she wasn't wasn't really eating. She wasn't. And I was like, there's gotta be more. And I said, I know these mushrooms won't do any harm. And we, Mm -hmm. we, um, muscle tested her name's Rasta. Um, and she's like, bring it on. And I was like, great. We started microdosing our dog and dude, I love that. Her name is Rasta. Her name's an Aries. She's on walks. She's straight. Like, hell yeah, I'm on mushrooms. But the, all of the shit on the internet said, don't feed it to your dog. It's been two months and she, it has prolonged her life and she's in no pain. Like she's still, you know, she's old. These things are magical. If so, the intention is real because if we don't put the intention of 
you know, take her out of pain, then the mushrooms don't know what to do. And then she's still like panting and in pain so to give her more of like, okay, make sure you put intention because the mushrooms don't know Mm-mm. what they don't know, just like us. Right. So no, it, that's I... how powerful intention was that gets kind of off subject, but uh, th- these things are freaking magical. I cannot mm-hmm. believe the power within them. And we, we have proof with our dog. It's nuts. So yeah. if you're doing that, with pregnancy or anything, if you do have depression and you're pregnant or, you know, if you wrap intention around these, these things will do no harm. They actually heal in real time. And I just, I, I just, I can't like even, words. it yes, is so far it. beyond words to watch her. Cause you know, if anybody that has an animal, you know, it's so hard to watch them age. And the yeah. fact that you know, she's 14 and she's functioning again and she's still going to pass in a couple mm-hmm. months. But the end of her life isn't this like really dramatic, like suffering. I can't, I will be grateful for them for the rest of my life just for what it's done to her. Mm-hmm. And, but it also, I've witnessed the power of them. And, you know, you, you kind of can question it with yourself, but when you see it in an animal mm-hmm. that is, you know, basically on death's door. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, she's not quite resurrected, but she has life back yeah, in her bones. No, it's prolonged yeah. her life. It's I'm like these, these, these fuckers in the pharmaceutical company. And I'm going to say it, even though, you know, it's that the F word, you're not supposed to use it that much, but it's, it's yeah. just, I cannot believe it. it makes me my Aries. When I think about the fact that these have been around and they haven't, they know and they, because yeah. they can't make money off of them and you can use them on animals and all of these things. It's just so upsetting, but also to circle back to the story, because that was actually a really important, um, side note, but we want to hear how you got into psychedelics. Cause there's so much stigma around them, especially in our generation. Mm-hmm. Right. And to use them with stepping outside of social norms and how most people, you know, think of, you know, what's acceptable mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. all of that. So we want to hear your story of well, and being mm-hmm. a mom's happy and being and a being mom. a mom with them mm-hmm. and feeling like you know that that's okay because I think a lot of moms probably feel a lot of judgment and fear around using yeah. psychedelics and being a mother. So this yeah. is really important. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, and that's really why I started mom was around the intention piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point, I've experimented with myself. Like I've just like Mm -hmm. thrown back a capsule and gone about my day. Yeah. Even in higher doses just to see. And I don't feel anything. You don't don't get anything. It's true. But when I even, when I even just in a busy, on a busier day, it, you know, just stopping. And I always put my, I always put my microdose in my cacao because that's my way of slowing down. And I just, I love drinking things. So I, I think I like drinking medicine. I somewhere, I think my body absorbs it better, but um, even just looking at it and it doesn't take more than five seconds to just say a quick prayer. And that's, that's enough on some days for the little beings, you know, like they're fine with that. And then on the, you know, on the days where I can sit and just for 10 minutes, sit on my floor and close my eyes and listen to music or pray or make it a true intention world. It's magic. It's magic, you know? Um, so my story, um, I will try to abridge it, but it's, um, I came, I came to this medicine. It had been calling to me for a long time. In fact, for some reason I woke up today, I'm like obsessed. Paul Stamets is, I call my boyfriend. I love, 
Ew, on your Instagram. girl so over me. some Paul She's always Stan. like, my boyfriend. I'm like, yes, my boy- girl. He's Get my it. boyfriend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love him so much. And I was like, oh, why have I, like, I feel like I loved Paul before he was like, Paul. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking back, like the first time I saw him speak, I scalped a ticket and went by myself. He was here at DU in 2018. And I went by myself because I and I remember telling my husband, because my daughter was a lot younger, and I was like, Paul Stamets. He's like, Who's Paul Stamets? I'm like, he's in town, he's gonna talk about mushrooms, and I'm going. And I remember I was like on like back end like Facebook groups trying to get a ticket and like um and it changed. I was I was I still remember fondly that day. Um, so I've been called to medicine for a long time. I've been called to ayahuasca for a really long time, way before it's, you know, got super trendy, yeah. but as a mother, I was like, I don't think I can go to the Amazon rainforest for three weeks and just like disappear and do 10 rounds of ayahuasca. It seems like a really bad idea. Um, also I don't have time. Um, and so it all has just sort of been on the back burner, but just sort of looming around me. Um, and when my daughter was about two years old, I started, um, I co-wrote and created and performed in and produced a live comedy show with my best friend and business partner called The Pumpin' Up Show, which was a comedy show for moms to bring moms together and laugh about the things we have in common. And it was like very raw. Um, it was really good. <laughs> it was very funny. And we ended up touring the country for over five years, crisscrossing, crisscrossing the country, we went to every comedy club, music venue, uh, performing arts complex. You can think of, we were on the today show. Um, it was amazing and all while raising children and, but bringing moms together through comedy. And our, our kind of tagline was, it doesn't matter if you've never tried a cloth diaper or if you ate your own placenta, like we're all just doing the best we can, you know? And when you get moms together and laugh and you re- then you realize you're not alone. So the stage was being set for this idea of community because mothers would come to our comedy show and be like, this is the first time I've been out in years since having years, like never been out, never gone out, never done anything for themselves. And they would come to our show and Shana and I, my partner, we would like cry ourselves to sleep at night. I mean, half of our show we felt was the end of the show when we would step, you know, stay after and take pictures and hug women and listen to their stories. And again, we would go back to our crappy hotel and just weep for the loneliness and the disconnection that mothers had. Um, And so we grew and grew. We had our own podcast. It was co-produced by Warner Brothers. And eventually our bodies were broken from touring so much that we um, kind of self-franchised ourselves and created a cast out of LA and a cast out of Chicago with the intention of them touring regionally. Um, We were... And this was in, this started in about 2018 and I had a big spiritual kind of, I won't call it an awakening because that came later, but I had my first spiritual boom, um, Mm. in Santa Fe at the Chamayo church. And it really, and I, I, that's a whole episode, but that was my first kind of like boom into a new path for me. Um, and I was starting to, and this really started when I turned 40, I started to look around me and say, there's more here. Like there's more to this life. And even though I was an entrepreneur, a successful one, even though I was in a creative industry, even though I was performing on stage and doing this crazy thing that moms like don't do, I was like, I didn't feel like I was using my brain. I didn't feel like I was using my heart and I didn't know how to get it. And so this was all, you know, percolating. 
And um, so we, we got our casts up and running. We put them out in 2019 in the fall to kind of get their sea legs in 2020. We had over a hundred shows booked all across the country. We were 50% sold out. Wow. Um, we were days away from signing an off-Broadway deal with two Tony award-winning producers for the Pump It Up show to be in New York. And Shay and I were going to fly out and headline it. And then COVID hit and they locked down the country. And in two weeks, I saw a decade business literally fall through my fingers. I mean, we lost untold amounts of cash, cash, because we were promoting the shows. And as a live entertainment company, you don't get paid until you go and do a show, but you still oh. got to buy plane tickets for everyone and hotels for everyone. And you got to buy Facebook ads and you got to direct the cast. And it, and I saw a decade fall through my fingers. I, I'll never forget this day when I talked to our agent, we had a fancy Hollywood agent at William Morris. And, and he said, I was the one who called him and said, I think we have to like shut down soon because this is weird. And when we ended up having to cancel the entire 2020 season and I, and the numbers kicked in, I leaned over, I curled up in the fetal position and I was like convulsing crying. My husband walked upstairs cause we we're all locked home. Yeah. And I was like, I just lost, I lost everything. I just lost everything. And I knew, and you know, 2020 came and went no performing 2021. We pivoted, we did the online thing. We tried, we tried. I wasn't interested in people showing their papers and coming to a comedy show in a mask that didn't feel like the right energy to me. Um, we tried, we tried, we were in debt, more debt. The government forgot about the entertainment industry. And, um, in that time, I had my official spiritual awakening and I was sitting on the couch one evening while my daughter and husband were kind of cleaning up the kitchen. And I, I thought I was leaving my body. Like I could felt, I thought I, I was, I remember sitting and thinking, I'm going to, I'm just going to float out of this house. Like what is happening? And I, and I crawled to my, this was actually in the summer of 2020. So pretty early in the kind of pandemic, I was like a 2020 awakener. And I, my journal was out on the couch for some reason. And I, and I kind of crawled over to it and I wrote, I'm either on the verge of a spiritual awakening or I'm about to lose my mind. And I didn't even know what those words were. I didn't know what a spiritual, I wrote it. I, it was on June 24th and I just, and it was like crazy. And so a lot of other fortuitous events happen when, when God gives you that opportunity and through that awakening period. And I was, um, a beautiful friend came in and became my spiritual mentor and came over to my house every week for like four or five months while I worked my shit out and she taught me everything. And, um, that was kind of the confirmation to start plant medicine and said, best friend and business partner invited me to go to a private lake in Boulder and go camp with a bunch of girlfriends and do shrooms. And this point I was 44 years old and never, I've never done, I don't, I've never done drugs. I've yeah. never, I never did X with my friends in college. I mean, I smoke some weed, I drink, but like, um, you know, I'd never done anything. And I knew something inside me. I remember driving up to the camp and I was like, if this is the spiritual experience, I'm, I know it to be like, there's something here. And it, it was like you, we said earlier when we were talking, you know, the mushrooms choose people and like, I was chosen, you know, mm -hmm. when I, my first trip, I saw all the symbols of everything that had ever been written in life. 
I saw the grid over the earth. I saw the fourth dimension. You know, I knew I had, I knew we were protected. I understood the separation of spirit in this three dimensional. I had the best time, I had the best night ever. <laughs> and I was hooked. Mm -hmm. um, and microdosing really made a lot of sense to me on a practical level, especially as a mother. Um, so I started looking into it, um, found a course, took the course, um, and my life just went like this. I just felt like everything, you know, I became softer, my lesser qualities started to sort of crumble away or at least become manageable. Um, but in that course, and this was still during sort of lockdown and it was on zoom, I remember, you know, getting to the zoom call and it, and you know, a mother getting on a zoom call with a young kid, especially during the pandemic was like a miracle in and of itself. And I remember just like getting there at like seven o'clock. Cause it was like right during dinner hour. And I'm like, okay, I'm here, I'm here. And, you know, and I, I would listen to other people talk and I just was like, okay, this is great. I don't have a lot in common with the 26 year old kid working at Starbucks, getting over a breakup yeah. or, or the 65 year old entrepreneur who has yeah. never been married. And he gets to go to the Amazon rainforest all the time and do ayahuasca. And in the middle was like me and one other mom sort of staring at each other. Um, like there's, we're, we're not, we're not being heard. And I can't, I can't tell you the words that I'm feeling for me going through this. And so that's when it really hit me that this medicine just lands different when you're a mom and our healing is different. We come to it with different um, concerns, with different fears, with different stigmas. Um, and, and we need to apply it to different aspects of our life because again, like we talked about earlier, we're healing, we're healing ourselves. We're, we're healing the past, present, future, and everyone is, but we're doing that while raising tiny humans. And, um, as my, as my business again, continued to crumble, I felt like I was finally able to alchemize all this pain and grief. Like I was feeling it, but it was just being released. Like it was like coming up and out and I, and it wasn't going back down in. And I was so grateful for that. Um, and, and so eventually when we finally decided to close our business at the end of 2021, I was in meditation and moms on mushrooms, MOM, just like landed in my brain, like literally just like God was like, open the hatch, just put it in there, closed it and was like, okay, there you go. You're welcome. That's all you got. You run with it. <laughs> I mean, I happens, sat right? up and I was like, oh, come on. Like, it's so good. <laughs> like, I was like, that's it's really good. You know, it like it's really real. Good. So good. I was like, certainly someone's thought of it. It's like so obvious. So I run to my computer and go on GoDaddy. It's available. And I was like, uh, okay. Mm, I guess that. this is what we're doing now. You know, mm. what, who am I to, and you know, there's, and we can talk about this more, but you know, also my first official journey was very confirming and I was very fortunate to just sort of be shown my Dharma. Mm -hmm. And so all of that combined, I was powerless to fight it. And, um, that's how moms on mushrooms started. So we're just coming up on being a year. I love that um congratulations <laughs> like that is a story like a story. talk about I was listening to you and all I could see was um a phoenix rising from the ashes yeah oh because COVID destroyed so many people's lives mm -hmm. and livelihoods and so many people still haven't found the power and to be able to step in to that like opportunity and like wow 
Wow. There's also a lot of synchronicities between a lot of things, but I won't go into our story, but we need to get coffee. Um, But I want to hear about how you saw your Dharma because this is huge. And I think Mm. so many people need to hear this because it's, and I connected with it. So I'm like, I want to hear how you saw this and how it came through. And that that is a beautiful gift. Beautiful. Love this. Well, let me guide you to how I saw my Dharma because it's an even more synchronistic story. So in the middle of all of this, so a year later to the week of my spiritual awakening birthday, like I call that my new birthday. Um, A year later, um, I was just very like, just, I don't emotional for, it felt like a big week for me. Like June 24th is like my day. And I was just in, that's your birth. Oh my gosh. That's another synchronicity. There's weird things happening. guys. We're friends. Um, we're best friends we're, already. We're best, All right. We're fine. We're soul sisters. Um, <laughs> and I was just sort of with spirit and our niece um, had come in and was staying with us for a couple of weeks. She was um, about to go to college. Um, and I was just so happy. Like, I, you know, I love family. I love being around my nieces and nephews, my daughter, obviously. And we um, took her up to Glenwood Springs and just to go swimming and um, the day we were leaving, there had been mudslides. It was the summer where there was like mudslides in the mountains everywhere. And there were mudslides. We barely got into Glenwood. Um, and a mudslide came after us. And then it was like, the highways were open. They were closed. They were open. They were closed. And we never, we didn't even know if we were gonna be able to leave Glenwood. Um, but we got to the pools really early, like, like right when it opened, maybe like six 30 and the sun was kind of shining in that beautiful morning, Colorado sun, blue sky. And it was really quiet in the pool. I remember just sitting by myself. And just being so grateful to God. Like, I was like, you know, those moments where you're just like, thank you for this life. Like, thank you. Like from the bottom of my heart, just couldn't be more grateful. And I remember praying and just saying, what can I do? Like, how do I repay? Like, what do I do? You know, like, tell me. And it was just a beautiful moment. Then we had to go, we had to check out of our hotel and we had been following the tracking and they were like, we're like, okay, we got to go. Cause I 70 is open. We go to the, we go to the exit ramp. It's close. <laughs> so we're like, okay, no deal. We'll just go to Aspen for the afternoon and we'll show Madeline Aspen and we'll just make a day of it. And we'll just take our time. No, oh, who cares? No one wants to go home anyway. So at this point, it's like 11 in the morning. It's a Monday morning. We're driving to Aspen. Everybody's happy. I'm sitting in the front seat. I'm texting my family. Oh, we're going to meet. We might be home a day late, whatever. And we get hit by a drunk driver going 70 miles an hour down the highway. We're going like north, south. This guy cuts across two lanes, comes out of a a side road, hits. I hear my husband go, no, 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 no. He He slightly moves just so we don't completely hit head on. And the guy hits my side of the car. We slam into each other. We go through a guardrail and fly 30 feet in the air and land in a ditch in the mountains with my children in the back seat. Yeah, and I was not expecting that. I was not, that was no, just need like time out for a second. I was not expecting that. Like a beautiful like, ayahuasca we, ceremony in the mountains. Like something very, like, all right, we're it settling would be in. It's worth <laughs> releasing this video just to see your eyes. Like, whoa. Well, um, and yeah. also, because we live in Colorado, we yeah. know what that like, means. I'm so familiar with that past. Like, you know. holy shit. Holy like, shit. People that are listening to this, you have not been in the Colorado mountains. In that past between Silverthorne and Aspen, it is scary to begin with, but holy yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. I'm watching a movie right now. Okay, hold on. Right, we're so settling in. in. Buckle up. So I will say this just as an aside, because I know you guys will appreciate it now in reflection and even in the time, because, you know, we hit the guardrail. So everyone was just like massive impact and we were, we were flying in the air and I felt hands go on the side of the car and just slam it down because no one understands why we didn't roll and no one understands why we're all alive. Like no, literally no one. We just went boom and landed in the ground. Now the car was obviously we were covered in glass. My husband chipped a tooth. There's blood. I am, you know, my daughter, we have to, I had to, I had to kick the, the, the sides of the car door out. We were locked inside the car. It's smoking or, you know, my daughter comes out, she goes, mommy, my tummy, she pulls up her sweater. It's like purple and red, her stomach. And she collapses in the grass. I mean, it's awful. It was the, the worst moment of my life. Um, but we were able to walk ourselves into the, um, ambulance and we, you know, I'm, I'm still bruised almost two years later, but we were on all intent. We didn't die. We didn't yeah. even spend the night. And when we got home and I started to reflect a, I felt all my chakras come online, like clarity, like I had never felt before in my life. It didn't last very long. I'm kind of bummed about it, but I, like, I sure enjoyed it mm-hmm. while I was lying there bruised, barely mm-hmm. able to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I started to dig myself out of that darkness, I had my plant allies to hold me. And I really believe that I was able to alchemize. No mother wants to experience that. And I think I was able to take that fear, that trauma, all of it and recognize it, but it just kept leaving me. It kept leaving me and I didn't sit in it. Like I'm sad about it. And it's, it's a part of my life story, but it's not in me. It's not, it doesn't define me. And I was okay. And I was able to navigate my family from that psychedelic space and say, we can, we can lift ourselves out of this if we just tell the story. But I also knew we needed help. So especially my daughter explain, you know, my, you know, a 10 year old who said, you always told me I would be safe. And then I'm not like, that shit's, that shit's dark. And I knew this was out of my wheelhouse and I knew she needed to talk to someone, but good luck finding a child therapist in 21, 21, people wouldn't even answer the phone. They wouldn't even return my phone calls. I could not find anyone to see my daughter. No, literally no one. And I was desperate and we were going to this, um, osteopathic therapist for our injuries. And I finally asked him, I was like, do you know anyone who will see my family, but we'll see her. And he's like, well, I know this woman, she's really hard to get a hold of. She's kind of a shaman. I was like, what, T- tell me her name, tell me her name tomorrow, you know? And so I had to like stalker text her to the point where I was like, as a mother, I am begging you, just take my kid. I don't care if you never see me or my husband, just like, please take my child. I'm begging. And she got my daughter in, you know, one session, my daughter's like, I'm good. Got it. Get it cleared up. She was great. And I finally went in to see her. She is a shaman and she'd been working with, she works underground with plant medicine and has for ever. She's a certified holotropic breath work. She was trained by Stan Groff. And we talked about the accident for about 20 minutes and then it went straight into my spirituality. And I'm telling you all of this because that accident led me to my mentor, 
which led me to my first journey where I saw my Dharma. So I have gratitude for the entire, for the entire journey. Um, and when I finally took that fateful three grams of albino penis envy and crossed over into the quantum, I was just shown the gifts. I, 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 I tend to go straight to God with, with mushrooms to me. Um, they are very holy and it was this holy, I was brought to my knees in the understanding that there's something greater than ourselves, you know? And, uh, and I was tempted. I went down way down dark. I think I was probably tempted by the devil. I was, I was in this space. I was in a spaceship and it was very dark and there was like tentacle, the walls were like tentacles and everything was moving, but we were like in space, but it was like sexy space. Like it was like really dark and it was like kind of cool. And there was this cube floating and the cube was like, if you follow me, I'll give you everything you've ever wanted. Like, I'll tell you everything I'll give. You'll never want for anything. You just have to say yes. And it was like quiet. And I really, like I was like, sounds pretty good. And my sexy, <laughs> sexy, it's cool down here. I kind of feel powerful. You're making a good argument. Like, is this what it's all about? Like, do I just say yes? Um, and luckily my guide, and this is why we talked about this too. It's so important to have a, a knowledgeable experience guide. She sensed where I was and she was like, are you, are you okay? Do you know where you are? Do you want to talk? And I was like, well, I'm in here. There's this cube. They're asking me if I want to follow them. She goes, well, what do you want to do? And I thought about it and it was like my heart, like the best part of myself just cracked and like showed herself. And she was just like, absolutely not. No, this is a terrible idea. Like get out. And I said, no, I don't, I don't want to go. And the minute I said, no, I went whoosh. And I went up, up. And I felt those tentacles fall off me. It, it was like black muck was coming out of my body. And I was like rising up and ascending and ascending and things were just falling off of me. And it was like super warp speed until I showed up in another spaceship. I don't know why spaceships are a thing for me. It's not my vibe. Like I'm not an alien person. I showed up at another spaceship and there was this, like, we call it the Lido deck now, like as a joke, but there was like this deck of this, like, I kind of faceless. There's probably like maybe a dozen beings standing on this deck. And they were like, Hey, I'm like, that's all right. Great. Like we've been waiting for you for so long and you're here. It was like, okay. And like, they were like, all right, great. We have a lot to talk about. And they, it was like download. It was like information. It was like the matrix. It was like information flooding into my brain so fast where I had to ask to stop. I would be like, stop telling me, stop, to, you know, like I have to breathe. And my guide, you know, she would like, she'd be like, you can slow it down. And I, it was like, I was being shown everything, but they showed me how I was protected. They explained to me triangles and the number three and sacred geometry. And, 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 you know, this is obviously, you know, when you're trying to describe a journey, it's hard to put it into time. Um, but then they were like, here's your karma and here's what you're alchemizing. 
and it's to feel other people's pain. It's to, it's to see it and feel it myself. That's my, you know, I don't call it punishment, but that's my cross to bear is to feel that pain and it sucks. Uh, but they uh -huh. showed me how to like pull people out of the bramble and kind of set them in the garden. And that my Dharma is to kind of Uber drive people from the dark into a garden where they can grow. And like, I just have to just build a garden and that's it. Like, I just got to get, I just got to get in there because we all know how to grow and I can help and I can protect and I can keep the hell out of your life and let you do the work. And that's my dharma. Like, that's what I'm here to do. And I, it was so clear and so obvious, and it's been repeated in consequential journeys and confirmed and clarified over, you know, more medicine. But I will tell you, and I, you know, I caution even talking about this because we know that a lot of people do journeys and they're like, you know, does shrooms once and then is a guru. And I, not that I'm a guru, but like I did shrooms once and three days late, three months later, I had shut down band of mothers and I had started moms on mushrooms. Like it happened that fast and it was nothing to do with me. I did not want to do it. Like I did not want, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a life coach. I wasn't supposed to do this. And I'm so new. Like, I was like, who am I? And it was not up to me. And that's why in, in that journey, when I spoke to God and, um, I'll tell you one really thing, one beautiful thing, like a hawk is very much my spirit animal. And during my summer of awakening, I would, we bought a stock tank pool for all the neighborhood kids because we're all trapped in our houses. And I would go out into that pool and I would just swim in it naked and I would lay and I would just watch hawks. Hawks would just fly above me like all summer. And I have many other hawk stories of like hawks coming. I had a hysterectomy and a hawk would sit outside on my fence while I sat outside and recovered. She would just, and we would just stare at each other. So like hawks, my hawks, my jam. So at one point during my first journey, I had gone to the bathroom and I had gotten come back to the room that we were in and the sun, it was like four o'clock and the sun was in that beautiful golden, just like the most holy, beautiful, glowy sun. And it was in this beautiful picture window. And it was like, I realized that that's God watching over us. Like that's what the sun is like it's there every day for us to just be reminded that we're protected and watched over. So this long, very high conversation with the sun, um, but it was beautiful. And when it was over, a hawk flew and landed right in front of the window, like a real hawk, not a, a hallucinogenic hawk. So anyway, all that to be said, I did not want to do it but I felt very confirmed that this is what I was supposed to do. And um, the biggest lesson that I think psychedelics has ever taught me is to just trust in your faith. And then you're rewarded when you follow your Dharma. And if I was going to write a book, it would be when God shows you your Dharma, do it and good things will happen. The end. Well, <laughs> and I think it's, I think it's so important because it's, it's pure alignment it's pure. I mean, you are pure in alignment and we have a very, very similar story. We are like, you want us to do what? It's illegal. Right. I know. I'm a um, mother. But for so many people out there that are listening to this, whether you're a mom or not, like alignment is 
it, when it hits you, it is like a train that hits you and it is like, it doesn't, if you're not in alignment, you're literally trouble. a train or a yeah. driver, but like, you know, <laughs> well, but thank you for stepping in. Yeah. That's like wow. from, way to be in alignment and step in. Think, and like, I was like crying during that. I was on all of even our Dalmatians excited about it. Um, yo, that was amazing. Like I was, I was like crying. I was like snot. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I feel, cause I feel other people's feelings. I can feel wow. how deeply like this work is for you. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's like in your soul and I could feel it. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God. It's so deep. And it's... the thing that I got the most out of that is just like, when you're called, don't let your past or who you were in the past like determine who you are becoming because it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter your education. It doesn't matter who you were. We are of the stars, like, and we are so much more than what we are here physically. And when you receive a call like that, it's fucking sacred. And so many people think they're not worthy of that. Oh, myself and, included. I'm not, but I you mean, still I stepped in, but, but that's, that's what's so beautiful. Yeah. And you know, the other thing was, is that you know, Satan doesn't come to us or darkness doesn't come to us in the things that we fear. They come to us in all of the things that we want. Oh my God. And gosh, when girl. you can say no to that, you are of divinity and you are given all of the gifts that you will ever want, but it's saying that sacred no. Oh. And I fucking love that you did that because it came to you and, and everything I, you know, you've and I, ever wanted. I love that I did that. Like, yeah, it's, oh, it's when you in those dark moments oh. when you doubt yourself, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you got tempted by Satan. And you said like, I'm, I'm okay. I might not make every, you know, I might, I'm going to make mistakes, but like, I didn't make the mistake of like I, Satan, you know, right. you, didn't make, you. you didn't make uh, the deal with the devil. Like they said, I did right? not. And yeah. oh, I sure wanted to. And I, and I'm grateful that I understand what that feels like because yes, temptation, I get it. I get yeah. it. Why you would sell your soul. It's real yeah. feel. It, it sounds real good. Oh, and it, it's it, a real thing. it happens. All, we're seeing it all the time. Like we yeah. see it all of the time mm -hmm. in some of the, the, you know, especially in music and stuff today, it's just tricks, around, and it's, it's, trickster it's energy, in there, you know, it sounds like it's supposed to be good, you know, and yeah. it's so funny. I was like, Ooh, this sexy, great, this awesome black ship. I feel good here, you know, yeah. like, and then, but now I'm like, that's not even my vibe. Like why it's like, that's a trickster <laughs> that I spaceships. like, I'm not, I'm not into black spaceships. Like but it's I seductive. Think it was, it's seductive. It's seductive. Right similar. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. we, we've got lots to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. but if you had to say one last thing to our listeners, uh, what would it be? Oh gosh. I would say, I would say, don't be afraid of change and, and don't, don't be afraid to let your light out like there's so much more to your life um that's available to you that is so beautiful beyond anything you could imagine and 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 that the world the world needs you to be like the shining angel that you are like the world needs you so bad to be your best self not to be rich or successful, but to be your happiest, most joyful, most loving self, like that part of you 
will heal multitudes and don't be afraid to go find her. That's what I would say. Girl, you're so good at making me cry. I like I'm not even a crier. And then for anybody out there that's trying to get in touch with you, of course, they can always use us to get to you. But, um, you know, the moms out there that are looking for a network that are looking for people to hear them. How do they Mm. get in touch with you? Uh, It's easy. Just go to momsonmushrooms.com and and join we have a we have a monthly community membership. I call it Facebook for Moms on Shrooms. It's four bucks a month. Um, a place where you can just gather. You feel like you can ask questions. It's off social media. It's away from prying eyes, algorithms, advertisers. It's just moms. And I believe that we are, I believe that this medicine is supposed to be done in community. And I think we can mm. figure it out ourselves. We just mm. need to start talking to each other. So you can you can join the monthly membership. We have beautiful three-month courses, beautiful containers to guide you into a sacred and intentional practice around this medicine, which we didn't even get time to really talk about. Um, And that's just a really beautiful space for you to be held and to lean into and feel really comfortable with this medicine. Um, And I have a, if you're just really curious, which I don't think these listeners are, but we have a microdosing 101 for moms, just a very basic who, what, why, how, you know, why should I, if you just want to start there, it's an easy course for 40 bucks. You can read it in a night and, uh, yeah, moms on mushrooms.com or I'm on Instagram moms on mushrooms official. I keep forgetting to post, but when I do, it's usually inappropriate memes, but Hey, you know, it works. And yeah. I will put all of these in the show notes for you guys. So that if you are driving and couldn't take notes or you aren't on your phone right now to look up moms on mushrooms, uh, it'll be all right there accessible for you to get to, but thank you, Tracy, for your time. This was amazing. So, um, I'm so excited that we can actually kind of join forces because we have like I am... said, a lot of moms come to us and they're very lost well, and, and we don't have the answers and it, and you do. I think that well, this, this might be a part two podcast. Absolutely. I think, I think we so need a too. part two because it doesn't feel finished, but you know, we got life that you have to get back to, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well, we, I we know. did talk for a full 45 minutes. Before. I know. I really like you. you oh, and I felt that so deeply. Like, oh, I, I still feel, feel like, like there's, crying. there's lots ahead for us. And, yes. and I just also want to say it just because you're not mothers doesn't mean you don't have the answers. You do. And the work you're doing is amazing and beautiful. And you are both so grounded and so dialed in. And that is why I'm so grateful for as frustrated as I get about technology, like to connect with you two at 830 in the morning on Zoom and be friends for life. Like yeah. what a gift. No. So thank well, you. What an honor. It really has. We help people do the work before they become parents. And there you like- go. And, and, and even that's those yeah. that have not found the medicine that are parents and they're like, oh shit. And we're like, yeah, let's, you know, it's, it's very in alignment without being almost like in the same niches. It's very, it's amazing how much our work actually aligns and agree. Um, I'm excited to work with you. I'm excited yeah. to do something together. We yeah, definitely, absolutely. there's definitely some synergy something there. It's coming in. The it's coming in, yeah. it is. but Tracy really. Thank, Thank you. you so much for your time. Thank you for your vulnerability. And we're, I'm just excited to see and um, however we can help you on your journey. We're here. Likewise. That's, that's a, the story. I just loved that. Oh, no. <laughs> I
And make sure that you follow us at synchronicity underscore sisters on Instagram. We are on all major platforms. And then, of course, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and review the show for that. Other people that are out there searching for a new podcast to listen to. We hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you guys all soon.